Hey, you're listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schoeninger and Julia Dumay, and this week we are talking about revenge movies in general and about uh, the Taken movies with Liam Neeson's in Neeson's. particular. Liam Neeson's, Liam Neeson's is our shit. Um, totally our shit. That should be our intro this week. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Keen Peel sketch. Yeah, Listeners, I'm going to have check to check that out. That is the best thing that Taken has given us, as far as I'm concerned. Liam Neeson. Sorry, listeners, for having a little segue here because okay. Liam Neeson yeah. is our shit. So, okay, so the new Taken came out in theaters this weekend, Taken 3. Um, and uh, so it got us sort of talking about uh, revenge stories in general. Um, and I actually turned my weekend into a, re- a revenge story theme. Ooh. Um, uh, and so I went on Twitter last night and I asked a couple of people like things that they like, what's their favorite revenge story? And I was kind of surprised at the answers I got back. Um, hmm. cause I was really thinking like in the taken vein, you know, like, um, big brutal smash em up revenge movies. And, uh, but there's a couple of comedies that came back. Um, first wives club. Oh, yeah. Was and I was like, oh, that is a revenge story. Good that is like point. an amazing revenge story. Um, and then also, um, the 80s movie Overboard with Kurt Russell oh. and Goldie Hawn, which huh. is one of my favorites, which is also a, a revenge story, but it's, um, kind of a weird one because it's a secret revenge. <laughs> like, um, cool. And it's kind of icky because, like, the, this, uh, Goldie Hawn, she ends up, she's this rich bitch and, uh, she treats this carpenter badly, and then she ends up with amnesia. And to get revenge, he like um, tells her that they were married, and that she had this really terrible life. And it's like, it's huh. awful. It's it's really fun and charming, but it's also like I yeah. don't know, really <laughs> disgusting. Like when I explain it to you, it sounds just awful. <laughs> but when you watch it, it's kind of cute. Um, but it's a, I mean, that's a revenge story. So, like, these comedies kept coming up, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then I ended up watching, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, The Other Woman that just came out, like, last year. Oh, I remember seeing that advertised. With yeah. Cameron Diaz and um, the woman whose name I can never remember, the one that, um, what is her name? Leslie Mann. Um, and also Kate Upton is in it, and uh, the guy from um, Game of Thrones. I can't think oh. of his name. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. You know? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie yeah, Lannister. Jamie, yeah, Jamie Lannister. Oh, I can't believe I can't think of Nicola, his name. Coster Waldo. Nikolai Coster Waldo. Nikolai, yeah. yeah. Um, so in that, he is married to Leslie Mann, and she finds out that he is cheating on her. And initially, she thinks he's just cheating on her with Cameron Diaz. And then she kind of, like, strikes up this friendship with Cameron Diaz. And um, But then they find out that he's cheating on both of them with someone else. And then all cheating on all three of them with someone else. <laughs> Um, so the movie like takes this turn to becoming this revenge story about <laughs> they're gonna get him what he needs, like um like his comeuppance. And uh it was really cute. Like I thought it was gonna be awful and but it ended up being really cute and like I recently a lot of movies, um, like the critical thing is does it pass the Bechdel test, which is two women talking about anything other than a man. Um which the movie actually I don't think does. <laughs> Like, all of their conversations center around the husband, but the movie doesn't center around the husband. The movie is 100% about the women. Like, oh. he's he's really incidental. Like, if you changed him to, like, a... He could be like, a, a lamp. It's the yeah. sexy lamp test. The sexy lamp, lamp test. He's yeah. the sexy lamp. If he were, like, a if he were like a pile of treasure in a cave somewhere it could that be they a were piece talking of, about... It could be, yeah, some treasure that somebody, a power, that a broker has sold to each of yeah. them. Like, like yeah. it's not, I mean, very minimal changes in, in the story could be, I mean, he could be any inanimate object that they're yeah. all, like, trying to get um, or trying to reject. So it was really cool. And I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. And it was cool. gross, which all is right. a big thing for me. I think um, comedies should be gross. It's <laughs> like, just like, there should always be jokes about poop. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. I have very sophisticated taste. That's all right. I respect um, it. So, like, that's where I'm coming from, like, right now, is thinking about these, like, really offbeat kind of revenge stories. Like, Jules, do you have a favorite? Yeah, you know, I, actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that, because I watched, um, I meant to try and get to the new Taken, so I could report on that, but some family stuff happened, and I wasn't able to, um, but, you know, I watched the first one, 
and for the first time, finally. Um, and I was just like, I, I love Lee. Liam Neeson's is our shit, you know, as we've established, <laughs> but what you're describing is the exact opposite in every way. Like, again, I'm watching it like it's, and I'm like, ugh, this is like a human trafficking movie, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like he at various points breaks into their like centers of operation, this gang centers of operation and kind of blows right past all the other girls there, all the mm-hmm. other women there. I'm like, okay, well, sucks to be them, basically. Yeah. I'm like, well, I just kept thinking of that like routine in 30 Rock where Tracy wants to have a baby girl and is like hitting on one of the dancers. And she says <laughs> her name is Virginia, which is the name he wants to give his daughter. And he's like, is every woman somebody's daughter of just completely <laughs> blowing his mind it was like the exact opposite of that because i'm watching yeah. this i'm like it's not about the fact that he wants to break up a human trafficking ring because human trafficking is terrible it's about the fact that they took his property basically mm-hmm. i mean his daughter could just again be a pile of treasure um yeah. and it the other thing is like in in another regard it is a complete opposite of the other woman because it's so joyless. It's just mm-hmm. so grim. And ugh, I'm like, I like, again, I realize this is a revenge story about human trafficking. But, you know, just at least give me some fun action movie moments yeah. of just it's so like it was it was a it was I don't want to say a slog because it was pretty fast paced, but mm-hmm. it was just like so completely joyless and yeah. miserable and i'm like i really just ugh i i don't i don't have i i just don't have much patience for this i found yeah. well um, i'll tell you the second one um is actually a little better in that regard there's none of the human trafficking thing all right. he, it ends up liam neeson in this liam neeson's in the second neeson's one is <laughs> took the one who's in yeah, who, who's in Jeopardy. He actually gets abducted and um, his daughter has to do some rescuing. I have him. seen some, I saw like the trailer and I remember being yeah. intrigued. So yeah. I'm going to have to, yeah, check that out. I like the out. second one more. The first one I like mostly for the, because um, at that time it was just really um, new and unique to see yeah. him like as an action yeah. star. Like, yeah, that was sort um, of the one that turned it. The game yeah. sort of launched his, his second act, I guess. Right. And then after that, he goes off to murder wolves in the, in the Arctic or whatever actually, that movie's about. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that, surprisingly. Did you? Um, a lot more than I expected to. Like, the ending, my mom hated it. I really loved it. It hit, like, one of my biggest buttons, trope mm-hmm. buttons. Um, so I loved the very ending. Um, and it was a gorgeous movie like it is just beautiful to watch the cinematography is just stunning so um you can easily just turn the volume off and watch (laughs) it because it's beautiful um so yeah surprisingly little wreck for the gray there that's not really a revenge movie though unless it's no nuisance versus nature well, yeah, that is one of the that is one of the main plots, man versus nature. Man versus nature. Liam Neeson so versus go. nature. Liam Neeson's. I bet he's covered all of them. I bet if we went through. I bet. Has he? What about technology? Man versus technology. Oh, that's a good question, listeners. If you know of one, Liam Neeson. Although I guess punching the Taken robots? movies are kind of man versus technology. A little bit, especially when he's trying to working. and when he's trying to figure out. Yeah, Liam Neeson using disposable camera while everybody's using <laughs> digital. I'm like, okay, you know, that's man versus technology. Yeah, the the lone holdout. Him and my mom, they're gonna keep using those disposable cameras. <laughs> we have Liam Neeson punching <laughs> robots. See, you um, they can get their film developed in the same place, and then you can tell Liam Neeson to call me. Okay, we'll do that. Good. We'll set that up. Um, there was that one he was just on nonstop. I haven't seen it yet. Where he's on the plane. I want to see that, actually. So do I. I've heard that's really fun. 
one man's revenge against a plane. Yes, that's true. Man versus plane. Haven't we all felt that? Another one of those classics. Yeah, man versus plane. Um, so I did actually get to see the third taken this oh, weekend okay. yesterday. Um, good, good. And you said joyless when you talked about the first movie. And mm-hmm. I, the, the word that I had in my head when I walked out of the third one was airless. Like it oh. was just like, it felt really leaden. I don't, and I felt like the first, pretty much the whole movie, actually, I felt like it felt really surreal mm. and I couldn't tell if it was because the movie was like. There was weird, like the movie was weird, or if it was because I was watching it in a theater instead of in the privacy of my own home, like I did with the first two. Like, Hmm. so like these familiar characters from my TV are suddenly on the (laughs) screen. Like, if that was like the weirdness, um. But I think it was actually the movie. Um, and in the third, so in the first one, he has to rescue his daughter from human traffickers and no other women because who cares? Yes. Um, in the second one, he and his ex-wife are kidnapped by who knows, and the daughter has to kind of help him rescue himself. That's awesome, actually. That's pretty awesome. And that one, you, I think you're going to really like that one. And that one, I think, is my favorite of the three. Um, in the third one, um, they, and this isn't giving anything away because they put it in the trailers, they, um... The ex-wife is murdered in the very beginning of the movie huh. to set off this vengeance quest that he has to do to get to the real killer. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the first and the third, it's like, oh, God, really? And the, yeah. the second one, I liked. And then, so then the other part of the weirdness was coming off of the second movie where the daughter is, like, a more active agent in like what's happening yeah i i was really hopeful that we were going to go into the third movie and like maggie grace plays the daughter and she's going to get to be like a little more badass yeah right yeah like and then i was even you know forgetting that i don't run hollywood thinking Mm -hmm. like wouldn't it be great if she became like a spy like her dad yeah go off and do all these things like because that's the thing. I'm like watching this, the first one, and I'm like, if she were a male character, that's where it would go. She would right? put away her like dream of being famous and be like, no, I'm going to become a spy like my dad. Or at the very least, she's going to like run some like hardcore organization, nonprofit slash uh, mm-hmm. contracting agency that goes in and fights human trafficking by literally breaking down doors and pulling women out. Right. So right. I, yeah. And I'm like, if she were a guy, that's where that would have gone. Right. Like think about Die Hard. We have the two movies about um, him interacting with his children, his grown children. Yeah. Um, in the one with the daughter with Lucy, um, she gets to be like, she gets, she's the woman in jeopardy. But she's also an active agent and yeah. like rescuing herself, and then she just disappears, and we move on to the next kid. Yeah, that was who gonna... gets to be like a full fledged action. Dude. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> about to say the same thing to bring up because I enjoyed like the fourth one. I was like, okay, this is no original Die Hard, but what is? Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, cool. You know, if they're setting it up for her to kind of be a more active character, that could be right. cool. And then, of course, the movie where the kid is a sidekick, it's his son. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, and it even was kind the- of funny after the second, after the fourth one where they kind of forgot he had another kid. But <laughs> I was like, they could both do this. You know? And well, Lucy could be well, like, it's, really- it's okay, I've done I've done this before. It's, it's okay, yeah. bro. Like, what was really frustrating was, like, even the fourth one, they had to give him a sidekick in addition to his Yeah, like, so we had Mac. Come on. Like, I'm sorry, that that girl is the product of both of her parents, and you think that she's not perfectly capable of being, like, the action hero? Yeah, Like, I've seen on. Die Hard, and come I know on. for a fact that that girl is going to be, like, she's basically, like, John McClane Jr., mm-hmm. like, and... But her mom's badass too, so yeah, it's frustrating. But anyway, yeah. taken, taken, um, taken. I think you'd like. I think you'd like the second one. I don't think you'd like the third one. All Although right. the casting and the um, wardrobe were totally on point. Like there's right. this, there are these these Russian bad guys that. I mean, from the minute you see them, you know that they're Russian. Bad nice. Guys. Do they <laughs> have amazing. bear? Do they have the bear hats? That's pretty much the they only... They don't. Oh, okay. They don't. It's I was like, like really, it's... that... Everything but that. So, okay. No, no European-looking leather jackets. Like, flowy shirt. I can't even describe right. it to you, but it was like the second, like, the haircut like, is oh, weird. Eastern <laughs> European like, gangsters. 
Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was it was pretty amazing. And then there's this big action piece um, toward the end that involves one of those Russian guys, and it was just like the most ridiculous thing I've ever right. seen anyone wear in an action sequence. All right. And I'm like, I'm cracking up just thinking about it. Nice. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> um, but I don't want to give anything away. But All I will right. just say, like, I don't think I've ever seen a man so unclothed in an action sequence since, like, The Terminator. Interesting. Like, it was so all right. Well, that's, that's um, all right. But not in a good way. No, no. no. Not, it wouldn't. No. Of course not. It it couldn't be Liam Neeson fighting Nathan. No. That would be great. You know, what was... There's there's one thing that I want everybody who goes to see this movie to to notice because I I cracked up like <laughs> they have Liam Neeson's jogging like he's jogging <laughs> like out on the street and I'm like the man's like six foot four yeah like, he's enormous A and he looks feet like high when he's jogging he looks his age like he, it looks like it's uncomfortable yeah. Um, and he, there's a lot of he has to do a lot of running, and again, like you can tell that it's actually him and not yeah, a because it looks uncomfortable. But there, the thing that got me, like the thing where I was really like, it's it is kind of absurd to have like because we're used to like these diminutive action stars, like yeah, you know they're all like five eight five nine little guys at yeah. the most. Um, Never mind well, the five eight five nine at tops, like. Tom Cruise is what, like five six or something? Yeah, I'm taller um, than Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm I'm much taller than Tom Cruise. Um, so like it's just really bizarre to see this very large man fulfilling that role. But there's a point where he pulls out a cell phone and he's like scrolling through it. His tiny little thing. cell. Phone. It's the tiny. He's his giant hands. He has these bare hands. It was insane. I was like the only person in the theater cracking up. Like, and it wasn't <laughs> very crowded. And there weren't. Like, when I said airless, it was not just, like, a quality of the movie. It was, like, a quality of the theater I was in. Oh. There were quite a few people. They were all... It looked like they were all older. Like, I didn't see anybody um, younger than me. Um, and most oh. people had white hair. Oh. Um, Liam Neeson so is not the their shit. Yeah. Well, maybe he is their shit, but I just was like, what's happening? Like, this isn't the typical action movie audience that I normally see. Huh. Um, but, like... There were there was one guy who was really tickled by a couple of lines in the movie, like to the point where whoever was with him kept shushing him very very loudly. Aww, that's but everybody shame. else was just like sitting there, like impassively taking in this movie. Like, yeah, it wasn't a real exciting. Like, yeah, that was. I gotta say, you mentioned that that was something I enjoyed. That was like one of the few enjoyable points of the first one was like Liam Neeson being kind of the. I don't know if you read, I don't always follow the toast, but I really love their mm-hmm. recurring uh, dad magazine feature. Yeah. <laughs> is one of the best things. Um, and I just, I love that they were kind of, Liam Neeson was just embracing that. I feel like if they had let him do more with that, because he seemed to be enjoying it. <laughs> he uh-huh. was doing this like, like with his disposable camera and... <laughs> He's out there. He's like reading the manuals for the electronics and he's got yeah. this old phone with buttons on it. I mean, in fairness, the first one was made before smartphones were big, but still it was like, he's got yeah. his old phone. He's got like, he's a, and I, I enjoyed that. I really, that was a lot of fun. I thought yeah, that I was like hilarious. That part of the character that he's just like, he's this badass secret agent guy but he's also just like a dad like yeah he's just like embarrassing and um kind of out of touch they kind of drop that by the time we get to the third that's movie. a shame um, because yeah. that is really one of the few like enjoyable moments fun moments in the first yeah. one are like Liam Neeson being dad his dadness like by the time you get to the third movie it's like weird like uncomfortable weird and i don't really know how to explain it but it's like his daughter's in college at this point um there's a sub there's not really a subplot because she doesn't really get to do anything but she has a concern that's introduced very early in the movie and so you know that this is like a woman like a she's like an adult kind of i mean she's a college <laughs> student but um very much independent and he still carries around that picture of her in his wallet with her when she's like 12 like (laughs) and he 
like she comes to him with like issues that I'm like, would you really be going to your dad about that? Like before you could talk to anybody else about yeah. that? Like, like especially like, when I'm sitting here thinking your dad is hot. Like this is just yeah. making it even weirder. Your hot yeah, dad. Like a really, really uncomfortable kind of a thing to their relationship because I don't know. Like it's just. Like I wa- I also walked out of the movie thinking like it was a really con- like I did not realize that Taken was so conservative like mm. like big C conservative mm. like um but like after the last scene of the third movie I was like oh okay oh dear um, yeah um so like but that makes sense because like revenge movies like if you think of like the classics like hmm. like of the seventies and eighties they're like Charlton Heston like, yeah that's true they're they're really like um, refutations of modern bad stuff that happens and like trying to get back to this like mm. um, world of like the normal world where like everybody has the same values, you know, the fictional mm. world that never actually That's existed true. That's except true. in white guys' minds. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like then, so then I was, you know, when I got out of the movie and I started thinking about like revenge movies, it's why it was so funny when I asked last night because most of my friends on Twitter are women. Mm-hmm. And so most of the responses I got were things like um, where women were at the center of the revenge story. Um, but like, if you think of revenge movies or if you go like on, on Netflix to look at revenge movies, you're going to get a lot of these like head smashers, like yeah. guys who are trying to write the world um, and not so much of like the woman led stuff. But then uh, one of my friends said the perfect answer and you saw it. I know you yes. saw it. Um, True Grit. Yes. Which is, for me, like, the absolute perfect revenge movie. It's absolutely perfect. Um, the book is amazing. The movie is amazing. The John Wayne version of the movie is not so amazing, but um, it's still pretty good. Um, and But that is, like, the quintessential revenge movie. I mean, the first line of the book is, people do not give it credence that a 13-year-old would set out to avenge her father's death. And, like, that's all the movie is about, is this girl setting out to catch the man who killed her father and kill him. Um, And it's, like, it's just perfect. Like, it's a 13-year-old girl at the center of it. And then there's these two guys, these adult men, whose job is vengeance. So one of them is a Texas Ranger and the other one's a federal marshal in the Indian territories. And their whole job is catching bad guys and bringing them to justice. But they're incapable of doing it without her help. Like, mm. it's just... Yeah. It's, if you have not seen it, just stop listening to us right now <laughs> and go and watch it. The The version, we've talked about it before, the Coen Brothers version is just sublime. Um, it's all you need in a revenge story. <laughs> it just, like, yeah, the best. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that, and I'm just sort of idly Googling on my phone, like, revenge movies about women. Um, and it's pretty much if they're action movies, they're about rape, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a woman was raped and now she is getting revenge. Um, and if men are, if it's about men, sometimes there are, like my female relative was raped or murdered or kidnapped, but there's also a lot of other things, um, that might happen. Uh, like one of, one that I really enjoy, and I don't know that it's, I think it's kind of a revenge movie. Um, it's a general action movie, but it is sort of about revenge. Is um, the losers. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that. It sort of came and went. Um, when it was first released, it didn't really do that great. But it's a lot of fun. First of all, it's just a really fun little action movie. It's very fast paced. It's just. It's so funny. It's got, you know, some great moments. Um, and Zoe Saldana and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are like amazingly have like crazy chemistry. They do. So that's fun. Um, and it's like almost, but you know, again, it's like, that's not about rape, basically. That's they mm-hmm. got burned and they're out for revenge. Um, and, for her, it's unusual because the female character is out for revenge because of her family being killed. Um, you know, it, it just, where a, it's a, a female character who's out for, for revenge that does not involve rape. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not centered well, around rape. Well, she had another movie 
um, that came around around the same time. I think it was a Lucas yeah, movie, Colombiana. Yeah, and that kind of sank without a trace. Like it didn't really um, go anywhere, did it? I don't think it made very much money. I don't think so. I remember being intrigued by it, but then I never really heard much more about it. Yeah, and that was another one where it was she was getting revenge for her family, I believe. Mm. Um, and that was it was really good. And it's a smash 'em up. Like it's got everything that you want in a in an action revenge movie, but there's a woman at the center of it, and yeah. she's not trying to get um revenge on like someone who had assaulted her. Um, like it was it's good. You should watch it. Everybody Excellent. Watch it. I will have to check that out then. Awesome. Um, and I, when I was thinking about revenge movies, like the classic ones, um, I mentioned Charlton Heston, but it's actually <laughs> not Charlton Heston, the movie that I'm thinking of that, uh, Charles Bronson. Yes, that's it. Charles oh, okay. Bronson, which is like the ultimate revenge movie. Like that's the pattern. Um, yeah. But that one again, it's like he's avenging the, the assault and, and, and murder of his wife and daughter. What's it called? Death Wish, I think. Death Wish. Yeah. Yeah. His wife is murdered and his daughter is raped. And so he goes after the guys. And um, it's like it's a vigilante movie, mm. I guess, more than a revenge movie. But like that's like the classic template. And it's really frustrating that it's 40 years later. And like, that's still yeah. the main template that we see. Like a, a, a woman is like um, an object and the object belongs to a man who has to go out and, and get the revenge for it on his own like she doesn't the only the only time she figures into the story is to get the action going by becoming a victim yeah so I that's mean, why it... i was really really frustrated with taken three that it starts with the murder of the ex-wife Ugh, yeah because um, it's like she doesn't get to do much in the first movie she doesn't get to do much in the second movie. And then in the third movie, she gets fridged immediately so that he has another reason to go out and be a badass. Like, yeah. There, There's no other way that a man who's been a secret agent for like 40 years yeah. would need to go out and be a badass. Like there's like, no other way they could, they can't like take him and have him try to, they can't, yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. There's no other way for a guy to have made enemies who might want to get revenge on him. Right? And, yeah. Yeah, it's just exhausting. Like, um, I, the thing that's really frustrating is it's like a lot of these things come to the theater and you're like, is this a first draft? Like, yeah. push past. Like, come up with something that's a little more unique than yeah. something happened to my wife and or daughter. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. And, I mean, so which actually does make, like, stories about women getting revenge for their own rape i guess i'm like well that's a step forward i guess that's one step like again yeah. can't we come up with something better like wouldn't a female secret agent again have like enemies or at least get her boyfriend kidnapped or yeah you know yeah, yeah. how come the boyfriends never get kidnapped yeah what a useless boyfriend come on you know there's plenty of those we could maybe. find something out there. Yeah. Maybe spy TV shows. Does that ever happen? Somebody should tell us. Does that happen on Alias or Homeland or something about some show about female spies to their husbands or boyfriends? I never really watched Alias, but I see a lot of the gift sets of um, Bradley Cooper being tied up and looking like he's been beaten up and surprised. All right. And I believe it's because he finds out because she comes to rescue him. All right. So that's one. Yeah. We should look into that. Yeah. That could be like, oh, like really? It just, it gets, and again, like I can roll with it if there's, if the movie knows what it is. Like that's one of the things that intrigued me when I heard from what I heard about nonstop actually was mm -hmm. that it was like people were like, the reviews I read that were positive said this is a movie that knows what it is and is just like going for it completely. And it's just like I read a review that um, from I think Linda Holmes at MBR who said it was the most fun she'd had at an action movie since the original Die Hard. And I'm like, oh. oh, that's intriguing. I am sold. Um, cause it just, but like I said, just the joylessness. Um, and yeah. it's like, look, I, 
I have heard, I have seen so many women in danger stories. I just, it's just exhausting. Um, at least give me something interesting about it. Give me something yeah. new. Give me something, some new twist on it. Like snakes on a plane? Yeah, like snakes <laughs> on a plane. Um, yeah, I, I totally, under, I totally get what you're saying. Cause I'm, in, I'm on the same page. Like I said, it's just, it seems lazy. Like how many times have I seen this story? Like something happened to my woman and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that's like your inciting point, like switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, let her be an active agent in it. Let, you like, know, you like you think she might want some revenge for this. You right. think she might have some feelings or like, yeah, like something happens to her and the guys all like, "Oh, I'm going to go do it." And she's like, "No, I'm going to do it. Like, get out of my way." <laughs> like, yes. That would be great. Um, you know, that is something actually uh circling back to our mini our bossy short this week. Um if if you look at it this way, Agent Carter is kind of that thing where oh. it's about a woman whose love interest has been fridged and now she's out to save the world. Pretty much literally, um, he's in his on place. ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so in deep like, freeze. Yeah, so she really gets to be like the hero who goes on after his lady love is is murdered like by the bad yeah. guys because that's what he I mean, he sacrificed himself um which is something that women frequently don't get to do. Like mm. they don't have a choice in their victimization. Mm. Um whereas um Steve Rogers did have that choice. Um Sort of. Um, but then she goes on without him and she becomes like um, a no-powered superhero. That's true. Uh, so the, like that's really interesting. That's why I'm really excited about the show being on. And then we also have a couple of the Marvel shows that are coming to Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, where I'm kind of hoping that we get that kind of a thing. Yeah, happening. I'm really Like Jessica Jones. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. That could be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I have not, one question, speaking mm-hmm. of women and revenge, um, I have not seen the show Revenge, so oh, okay. do you know anything about it? I have not I, watched it. Um, I, don't... I know that there is a woman who says that her name is Amanda, but it's actually Emily, and then there's an Emily who says her name is Amanda, <laughs> I think, I'm not My... really sure about that. Yeah, well, my understanding is, actually, and it was the first thing I thought of when I thought Revenge Stories, is that it's based on sort of the uber, the or, even, the or revenge story, The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically, it's based, my understanding is that it's based on that, and it's about, um, with a woman at its center, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and apparently my sister likes it. I know a lot of people who are really into it, so I keep meaning to try it when it's on Netflix, but, um, then I end up watching reruns of 30 Rock again, because right. that's, you know, that's how I roll. Yeah, I, I don't watch Revenge. It looks too soapy for me. Like yeah. Like, um, I don't have much of a tolerance for soapy stuff, which is weird, because I used to just eat it up. Yeah. Um. I do have a couple of friends who are really into it and it, it sounds like a, an interesting show, but like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem sustainable to mm. me. Like, yeah. How long are you, like, how long is this revenge plot? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's sort of always my concern. Um, cause it's sort of revenge is sort of, it seems like a self-contained story. Like you get revenge and then you're done. Um, Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that being really deep, actually, a really deep point of like how it consumes you and, mm-hmm. uh, you can never really, I, I feel like there's a really powerful, almost zen fable in there about letting go. Um, but that probably, it's a soap, so that's probably not where they're gonna go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, that, that potential is there. Um, actually, I have, yeah. I've never read The Count of Monte Cristo, but I know I read a uh, biography of Dumas' father, um, mm-hmm. Dumas Père, who was his call, is his nickname, because um, he was also named Alexander Dumas. And The Count of Monte Cristo is sort of based on what happened to his father, who was like imprisoned during the war. Um, 
and it's so it's sort of a revenge fantasy in many oh, ways I didn't know of that. just you know what could of you know how his father was kind of abandoned by his country and in reality his father's health never really recovered after he was freed at the end of the war um and he was he died not long after um and knowing also that Dumas, um, Alexandre Dumas Sr. was, because I would love to see this aspect, Dumas was a, um, ha- was, uh, the son of a count and a slave. Um, mm-hmm. that Dumas Sr., I'm like, oh, that is, like, that would be an even more amazing, I'm like, that, I feel like gives it a more interesting, um, twist almost i feel like that would give it just a really extra little oomph um mm-hmm. the same way i feel like and this is sort of a revenge movie it's more of a vindication movie than a revenge movie but one of my favorite guilty pleasures is uh national treasure um yes. and part of you know what one of the things ian says like the bad guy says while trying to encourage ben is like your family's been put down for this for generations you should be able to rub this in their faces and rub this in everyone's faces and um i've always my dream is a remake of that movie with pretty much the entire original cast can stay the same except i want the rock in nicholas cage's (laughs) role because first the rock is amazing but i'm also like i feel like that I'm like, first of all, the whole concept is that um, it's been passed down accidentally to this family because their some great, 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 whatever grandfather was a servant to a founding father. And I'm like that if he's waking up, I'm like, he has a plantation in Maryland in the early 19th century and he's waking up in the middle of the night. He's not getting a nice blue blonde blue eyed servant he's getting a slave from the stables Mm -hmm. to come with him i'm like i feel like that would again just add a little extra oomph and make it more actually of a revenge story so that's my fantasy of the movie i want to exist (laughs) that is amazing i like don't even know what to say because i want that (laughs) that's a tangent (laughs) but yeah yeah that is i want and also the rock would be amazing in it like, let's yeah. be real. The Rock would be... The Rock should be in everything. I could go for remakes of pretty much everything with The Rock in them. Mm-hmm. A remake of... I don't know. A remake of, of Taken to bring it back with The Rock. I think you could... Yeah. Playing oh, everyone. Man. He could play everyone. He could play the daughter. He could play the gangsters. <laughs> he could play the father. He can play just a one-man show of The Rock doing Taken. Mm-hmm. So that the rock is, I think it's perfect. Obviously, I the think, rock's agent yeah. definitely listens to our show. So there's yeah. your idea. You're welcome. You're very welcome. We just need a set visit, like every day. Give us a obviously, duh. I think We're that's on-site fair. consultants. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yep. Um, you know, you said like remakes with people, um, and there was a rumor recently that they were going to remake. Um, Another one of my favorite revenge movies, um, uh, Leon, the professional. Oh. Um, the original has, uh, Natalie Portman as the little girl whose family is murdered. Huh. Um, and she, uh, she gets together with, uh, this hitman who lives in her building, coincidentally. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, one of those, like, really, really great things that, it feels like everybody has seen, but nobody really talks about. Huh. Um, and it's like, I cannot think of a way that you could remake it that would be better than the original. Huh. Um, the hitman is, um, uh, Jean Renault, uh, and the bad guy is Gary Oldman, or Scary Oldman, as we like to call him. <laughs> um, and it's just like, I don't want to say flawless, because there's never anything that's really flawless, but it is just an amazing movie. Um, 
That sounds great. I have you have you never seen it? I have not. I feel like I've heard the title, but I have not really heard anything about it. So that sounds fantastic. I totally need to see this. Yeah, I think I thought I saw it on Netflix the other day. Um, but it is it's out there. Um, I've seen it on a bunch of streaming sites over the years. Um, and it's just fantastic. Um, really well done because it's about this girl. Like, um, she's saved from being murdered with the rest of her family like because she sees what's happening like she recognizes recognizes that bad stuff is happening and she goes and and um gets herself out of the situation like nice. she saves herself from it yeah like i'm watching taken and like when she's on the phone with her dad i'm like go out the window mm-hmm. i'm like girl get open that window and get out I'm like come yeah, on it's like it's like that horror, it brings that horror movie aspect yeah. into it, where you're like, you're making all the wrong choices. <laughs> don't, don't go don't, into the bathroom that you can't get that. out of. Go out the window. Have an yet. exit. Yeah, always know your exits. One of the, the pearls of wisdom from my dad growing up was, uh, never drink in a bar without windows, cause you always want to have a way to get out if a fight breaks out. Alright, good advice. <laughs> I've never forgotten that. Yeah. I always think of that as I'm watching something. Yeah. Or as I'm, as I'm watching something, like I see people walk into a bar without windows and I'm like, no. Or if I'm going out, like if it's a bar without window, I'm like, maybe I don't want to go in. <laughs> Cause you never know when a fight's going to break out and yeah. you have to make a quick know. exit. Good advice. Um, Thanks dad. There's an, yeah. Thank you, dad. The other ones were, um, the, he taught us some phrases that you needed to know in Spanish. Which nice. were, um, uh, donde esta el baño? Yes. That's the big one. That's the um, big one. Cause you always gotta be able to find that. Um, let's see, there's another, I'm trying to think of another older movie, um, that's like a revenge movie with, oh, a, the original a, like a female true character grit. at the center. <laughs> yeah, the original True Grit, which just, I wish it were better than it was cause John Wayne, but it's not. Um, no, um, Heathers. Oh, yes, definitely. Which is like, uh, most revenge movies have at their center like so, uh, like a righteous character um, yeah, who's out no. to right a wrong, and Heather's <laughs> is not that at all. <laughs> um, it's very much not. Uh, they aren't righteous characters. They aren't doing good. They aren't righting wrongs. They're creating a lot of wrongs. Um, it's really fun, really dark. Um, it's a musical now, I think, huh. on Broadway. That's promising. Um. And I believe that there's also like a a Heather's book, um, like Probably. a book about the movie that was written by um, a character actor you might know called uh, named John Ross Bowie. Huh. He's been on. He's if you saw a picture of him, you'd know him. Oh, I'm he's sure. He's been in everything. Yeah. Um, um. I'm not sure where I wanted to go with that except like watch it because it's yeah, really good. Definitely. Um, Christian Slater at the height of his, um, oh, cuteness. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Back when that was a thing. Yeah, gosh, I remember that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, bringing back it's a memories. long time ago. Christian Slater. Um, and Winona Ryder is the, um, the main girl, and, um, it's called Heather's because three of the four main girls are named Heather. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of like Mean Girls' mother. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It very, it definitely, Mean Girls could not exist without Heathers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would, yeah. Mean uh, Girls you could think of as a revenge movie too, couldn't you? That's true. Yeah. I think you could. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I feel like I'm, like you get really locked into the idea of the revenge movie, like that it is that guy at the middle who's, um, avenging his dead wife or daughter <laughs> his um, dead female not. relative yeah like or, someone has to have written somebody i'm sure somebody's written a whole an- analysis right of how liam neeson this became liam neeson's career after his wife died like somebody must have it's got to be out there it's got to be out there. that is somebody's, really interesting or maybe it's just too obvious so nobody's done it Nobody's touched on it because it's just too, it's just too obvious. Like, mm-hmm. really? Really? All his female relatives start dying in movies? That's really interesting. That's just a little, little psychoanalysis 101 with Jules there. 
That's that is really interesting. I wonder if anybody has done that. We'll have to look. If any listeners have come across something like that, I would like to see it. Um, there's also um like the classic woman revenge movie is I think probably Carrie. Oh yeah, interesting. That's like, true. That movie is all about vengeance. Yeah, like, boy howdy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I don't really I feel like I'm trying to come up with a an intelligent thesis here and I don't really have one apart from yes, revenge movies. Those are a thing. Mm-hmm. Those are a thing, aren't they? I just yeah, I I wish more of the revenge action movies were better. Is sort of where I come at that. I I want more fun a- revenge action movies, at least not completely joyless with women. That are not about mm-hmm. rape. That's a small list. I Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really, really is, basically. Or at least a good supporting character, supporting cast, ensemble cast in a movie, even if it is about a dude's quest for revenge, that is not a woman who, like, does not, in- whose part does not involve rape or being murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be okay with a female sidekick to her dude revenge story. That'd be all right too. Yeah, I'm not super picky. Yeah, so if you if you listeners have some recommendations, and you know, we'll extend that out to our our celebrity listeners as well. If yeah. you want to self promote something that you've been in or Sing that you're working Jackson. on, you can let Liam Neeson's. If you want to come on and talk about your yeah. your choices with us, um, please do. You know, obviously you're listening, and you should call me first. We can talk about lots of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the Rock's agent, obviously, give us a call. Let yeah. us know how we can set up this, set up the this, Rock uh, in everything, and the all yeah, this new reboot universe, the all Rock the taken, of. yeah, Rock taken. I kind of like, I kind of like the idea of him being credited as Dwayne Johnson. Like, yeah, I just, I think you should put him in these really, 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 really hyper violent movies, and then starring Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne just great. Johnson. Starring Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Or The Count of Monte Cristo starring The Rock. In period clothes. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah. He hasn't done enough period work. No, he has not. There you go. Like, we can be The Rock's new agents. Yeah. (laughs) We're very, very good at this business. Dwayne Johnson. We know what the people want. And it's all Rock (laughs) remakes of everything. Yeah, we know what the people want, and we know what The Rock is cooking, and that is reboots. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. What about, uh, let's see, recommendations. I guess my recommendation. Yeah, True Grit. (laughs) Duh. Obviously, that's for both of us. Yeah, mine, probably (laughs) True Grit and The Losers. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend The Losers. And again, I always recommend National Treasure because it is dumb and ridiculous. And it's not really a revenge movie, but close enough. We can slide. Well, you know, it is because he was double crossed by, uh, Sean Bean. That's true. By Sean Bean. Yeah. He's double crossed by Sean Bean. So yeah. Yeah. And Sean Bean does not die at the end. So he gets, he just goes to prison. So maybe, I mean, he might get stabbed in prison, but you know, that's, we don't know. know. He does, he, he must die off screen because there's no way he can survive anything. Yeah, obviously. Something horrible happens to him while the credits are rolling. We can continue dreaming though. Yeah. That he survives. Um, (laughs) yeah. So Nicolas Cage and just mentally Photoshop in The Rock. No disrespect to Nicolas Cage, just that The Rock would be amazing in National. Wouldn't that be a great buddy cop movie pair together? Yeah, Cage and The Rock. That would be fun. There's another option for the reboots. Yeah, put them in all the Lethal Weapon, starring Nicolas Cage and Dwayne Johnson. Yes, there we go. We're good. There we go. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation, like I said, True Grit, always True Grit, True Grit, True Grit. Yes. Um, I'm also going to recommend uh, a movie called Old Boy, not oh, the yeah, version gosh. that came out two years ago, the American version, but the original Korean version oh, gosh, uh, yeah. by Park Chan-wook. It's unreal. It's um, like, I can't even tell you what it's about because it gives away so much. Like, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't like give away what happens. <laughs> 
Um, but basically this guy is kidnapped and held in a room for 15 years with no explanation. Um, and then until one day he's released also with no explanation. Um, and he's told that if he figures out why it happened, the captor will kill himself. Huh. Um, and it's gross. It's really violent. It's really fucked up. Just, it's an amazing movie. Um, I, highly recommend that there's a twist that'll just oh man it's upsetting it's <laughs> but I, I i think everybody should see that um just you know like maybe in like 20 minute increments or something <laughs> like <laughs> don't try and sit down and watch it all at once like it's it's intense um so true grit and old boy kind of two complete opposites of the spectrum <laughs> uh but those are my recommendations for this week Cool. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to do the outro. Yes. Right? Okay. All right. So uh, that does it for us with Revenge Movies. Taken 3 is in theaters right now. Token um, 3. Token. Token. Um, and the first tokens are available on streaming sites, I think. Um, are they on Netflix, Jules? I don't think so. Um, okay. I haven't checked recently because I have them on DVD. But, uh, oh, okay. Possibly. Uh, I did see them on iTunes, so you could probably get them there. Um, and our, my recommendation, having seen all three of them now, is skip the first and the third and just watch the second. And just then sit back and enjoy the headcanon that you'll come up with where Maggie Grace becomes a secret agent. Yes! Um, um, if you have any recommendations for revenge movies or if you want to argue with uh, something that we talked about on the episode today. <laughs> you can find us on the web at realbossybritches.com where you can comment on any of our episodes or uh, send us an email. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at uh, Bossy Britches, I think is the page name. If you search in Facebook, you'll find us. <laughs> and then we're on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. And then individually, Jules, where can we find you? I am Jules Has Tweets on Twitter. Okay, and I am OC Fairer on Twitter, and you can find me online at lisashinegar.com as well. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Bye.